Welcome back to the Nurse Man Dan Show with your host, as always, myself, the one, the only, Nurse Man Dan. How have you been? How have all of you been? What have you been doing? I know I am very shitty about doing shows on a regular schedule. I'm really working on trying to get more consistent with it, Um, but we'll see how it goes. It's my show. I'll do what I want. Uh, thank you to all of the new listeners. I don't know what's been going on over the past four or five days, but I have had a significant bump in downloads. So whoever these new listeners are, I appreciate you joining me. Um, reach out if you have any questions. Uh, and I, if you enjoy it, you know, spread the word. Uh, before I get into anything medical tonight, because, you know, sometimes I don't, uh, I want to say thank you to truck drivers out there, 18 wheeling, wheeler driving truckers. All right. I don't know what's been going on with me, but uh, at night, if I'm like looking at charts or getting ready for bed or whatever, I'll put on, not right before I go to bed, because I don't watch TV before I go to bed, but I'll put on YouTube and I'll put on car wrecks, just like compilations. And I'm telling you, some of these car wrecks I've seen where 18 wheelers will slam into the back of a group of cars and the damage they do was mind-boggling to me. I don't know if I've ever really looked or seen them. I don't see them every day, obviously, but seeing them back-to-back and seeing how incredibly, to the point now that when I'm on the interstate, especially when I have my daughter, I don't like them being behind me. I will purposefully try to get out of the way because it's just crazy. So for all you truckers out there, thank you for the ones who... Keep your eyes on the road and keep us safe out there. It's not always y'all's fault either. A lot of the times it's the other dumbasses out there not paying attention while they're driving. But what are you going to do, you know? All right. The next thing I'd really like to talk about is, and it's actually something I discuss with patients of mine that have, let's go ahead and get it out there, the diarrhea, right? The runs, the shits, okay? When we get older and we get larger, which a lot of us do, it's harder to reach in all those creeks and cracks and shitty spots. You know what I mean? So what happens? People don't get clean. They wipe over and over just to not get clean. The skin breaks down. They get an infection, right? I am here to tell you as a proud user, uh, I would be a spokesman for whoever makes these things. I don't, I can't remember the brand of the one I got, um, If you're, don't be in shock, okay? Don't be like I was when I first heard about it, okay? I was like, I'm not using that shit. That's, you know, that's a little fruity for me, if you ask, right? It's called a bidet, all right? It is, um, now they, you know, in Europe, they're big in Europe, and it's like, uh, I've seen them before I got one, and there was always a separate, like, toilet thing, right? And I never understood. I was like, what do you do? You squat over this, you you know, you, you take a shit, and then what, you get up and waddle over to the other thing so I can spray you off, dribbling shit drops on your floor? Absolutely not, right? But 
They have these now that just go under the toilet seat. They tie into the existing plumbing. I put mine in in like 10 minutes, no problem. The amount of money you save on toilet paper is mind-blowing. You just pat dry. Pat dry. There's no more wiping. You just do a little and just make sure you're dry. It is like being kissed by a water angel on your asshole. For the men out there, I guess if you got women out there too with the hairy asses, but for the men, how many times has it been hot outside? You're doing yard work. Maybe you had Chinese for lunch. Maybe you had Taco Bell. And you go to the bathroom. You do your business. You get done, right? And you go right back out into that hot weather where you're sweating. How clean do you feel? We know what happens. We know what happens five minutes back out into that humidity. You start getting the swamp ass. It's itching. You got to scratch it, but you don't want to because you don't want your finger to stink. It's nasty, right? Don't suffer those problems anymore. Don't get a bidet. I'm telling you, I got mine on Amazon. I think it was like 35 bucks. You can get nicer ones that have like hot water, air dryers, all kinds of crazy shit. Um, But for like 35 bucks, for 35 bucks, I mean, you're saving that much money in toilet paper a year. It's sweet. It's awesome. I can't tell you how how much cleaner it is. You you smile when you're done. You feel confident coming off of the crapper. It's one of the best things I've ever purchased. Actually, my ex-wife got it for me. Um, I don't know if she was trying to say something. I think I asked her for one. I was like, I think I'd like to try that. And then she got me one. Um, anyways, neither here nor there. Check it out. I think, uh, especially like I said, if you're, if you're getting older, you have a hard time reaching. If you got really bad uh, shits, you know, I'm a nurse. Let's get out. I'm not, I, I hate calling them bowel movements. If you're having really loose stools, are you having loose bowel movements? I can't stand saying that shit. I'd rather just be like, are your shits loose? When's the last time you, when's the last time you poop, right? Is it normal? Or is it runny? Bowel movements and stool are some of the worst things I have to say in, in healthcare. Gross. Um, speaking of people that can't, uh, you know, necessarily clean themselves all of the way, I've been into some ridiculously uh, messy houses lately. Stuff that you people might think, oh, my house is such a mess. My house is, I, I hear people, oh, sorry about the mess. I'm like, you have no idea what a mess is until you, I think the closest thing I can compare it to is if you've seen, and it's not as bad as the show, but just imagine similar, is Hoarders. Some of these, I don't know what's going on with them, especially if they don't have family around. Like the amount of just, this is why you never ditch on your family. This is why you always look after your parents. Make sure they're doing okay. Maybe they're saying, you know, maybe they tell you I'm doing fine, but you know what? A lot of time these older folk don't want to be a burden on their children or, or whatever. So they, you know, they just, oh, I don't want to bother them. I'm fine while they're sitting in two feet of trash in their house, right? It's terrible. So for those of you who think your parents are doing fine, maybe check on them. Make sure they're doing okay. Make sure their house isn't messy. It's not ran by cockroaches and bugs. Like this is a real problem. Even in very, like, the nice neighborhoods around here, like the 
you know, there's a couple of uh, communities, I guess, you know, gated communities around here, golf course gated communities. And uh, you would think going in there that all these houses would be, you know, decked out, clean, top notch. And you go into some of them and it's just like, I mean, I was in one two weeks ago and oh my God, there was dog shit, not just like a little bit, you know, here on a, on a, they had some, they had the shit pad, the little doggy pads out everywhere. They were all covered. There was piss all over the floor. There was like shit, like somebody had walked in it and then just didn't clean it up. And like, I get that the patient was sick and couldn't move. Right. But then it turns out his wife lives there and, and his like son is there too. And I, I saw his son leave the house while I was there and get in his car and drive. Right. So it's not like this motherfucker's legs don't work. This is what I'm talking about. Take care of your parents. Some of these people are just, you know, y'all are going to pay for this down the road. Okay. Our parents bring us into this world, wanted or unwanted. And for the most part, maybe it's not directly your parents. Somebody raises you, puts a roof over your head, changes you, right? For the majority of people, right? So when your parents, you know, we are adults twice. No, no. What did I say? We're children. Good Lord. Sorry. We are adults once and children twice on this planet. We come in needing help. We go out needing help. Our parents bring us in, like I said, wanted or not, and they do what they to the best of their abilities, right? And then they get older, and then instead of instead of us, you know, switching roles, a lot of us, you know, it's like they they they're like we I don't. It's like they're scared to ask family for help, and that baffles me. I don't understand that. Um, it's 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 piss poor. I mean, it's, it's straight up shite behavior. If you ask me, especially when I find out that like they have family in town, maybe even across the street. And it's like, damn, you letting your mom sit in here. There's shit all over the floor. I don't know if that's, you know I mean? You can't, I mean, it was, I couldn't believe like they had like a George Foreman type thing. It was just caked with like burnt stuff, drippings all over the fucking counter. It was so nasty. And I'm kind of a neat freak. And I wanted to, I've actually stayed at a lady's house before because she couldn't walk. And I vacuumed her living room and I did a little dusting and I did some of her dishes because I'm a, well, because I try to be a nice guy and because I'm a neat freak, this house, like I didn't want to be in because I thought I was going to catch a disease. That's how nasty it was. Smelled like piss and shit everywhere. Oh, you know, another thing, just going back to like the, the bidet thing and just, and just being a clean adult in general, right? What do y'all's, what do y'all's take on baths versus, versus, versus showers? Okay. I don't take baths. It's like, okay, so I'm going to go to work, even though this job, like I've said plenty of times, unless it's 95 degrees and the lady up the road has her wood fireplace going inside, you know? You might sweat because of like a hot, the temperature is hot, but you're not, I'm not doing anything so physical that I'm, I'm exhausted at the end of the day. Right. But for the people maybe who are, are roovers or are, uh, labor jobs or anybody, any medical person, no matter if it's a hard job or not, if you're around sick people, that's gross, right? 
Like you're gross. You got shit on you and you're taking it home. So I can't imagine getting into my bed at night and not having a shower. It's the same as going to bed without brushing your teeth. I can't, I, I physically think I, I can't fall asleep, maybe in college a few times after I've had too much to drink, but I can't go to bed physically without brushing my teeth and flossing. I'll run my tongue in the inside of my teeth at night. See, oh God, did I get, is there something there? And I'll have to get up until I feel nothing. So if I were to come home and then get into my bed after any kind of day where I've left the house, now, now whatever has gotten on you is just in your bed. And like, I know a lot of people that they don't take showers at night. They take them in the morning. Like, I mean, to each his own, I guess, but like, ugh, to me, right? Like, ugh, no way. I'll take a shower. I take a shower at night. And then typically I take a very quick wake up shower in the morning just to feel the warm water. Just kind of like splash it on you. Oh, here comes a new day full of sick people. You know what I mean? Just to start the day right. Um, but never a bath. I'm going to come home, sit in a, a, a hot liquid tub with, with all of that grossness, not going anywhere. And then you just and then you just get out and dry off after, I mean, even with the soap, it's still sitting in the fucking tub. Maybe, maybe, maybe if people are taking baths first and then a shower afterwards to rinse off, maybe I will allow that. But even so, I would, I couldn't do that. I'd have to take a shower first, get the shit off of me. Then I could take a bath. But I tell you right now, I'm hot in nature. If I sat in a bath and I start getting hot and, and like sweating, I'm going to have to rinse off again in a cool shower anyway. So that's why I avoid the bath. I'm sorry. Uh, it was just a topic that came up the other day, and that was kind of like the debate. Along with my next, um, uh, it's not a debate. It's just how I, this is, this is me, right? This is what I, this is how I feel, right? I'm a cat guy. I'm sure I've mentioned it before. I'm sure you've heard my cat on this podcast, right? You know, when I was in college, I never wanted to live in the fraternity house. Smelled like beer and cigarettes, right? And as you know, I'm a neat freak. So I always, for the most part, I lived with some roommates my first year. But after, well, no, I guess I did live. The The best time I lived in college was when I lived in a studio apartment alone. Because I could keep it clean. Uh, I didn't have to worry about Dishes not being done, trash not being taken out. It was my space. If there was a mess, guess who fucking did it? My cat. No, it was me, right? So I like that. And um, But I didn't have any, and it was a smaller apartment. I think it was only like, I don't know, maybe not even 800 square feet, just one bed, you know, open bedroom, living room, dining room thing, little bathroom, little ass kitchen. Um, but I loved it. I was up on the eighth floor, had a balcony. It was sweet. Uh, but... I wanted something there. So when I got home, like I wasn't just like by myself, um, you know, I was like, I want a fucking pet and I wanted to get a dog, but I was like, I'm not going to do that. I can't do that to a dog. I'm not going to get a dog who needs to be outside. Right. You know, and, and let out to go to the bathroom. You can't leave him outside if it's too hot. That's fucked up. You can't leave him outside if it's cold. That's fucked up. People do it all the time, but they're fucked up. Um, you know, and I just, I knew being, I was, you know, with fraternity stuff, with school, with uh, work, with all that, I was like, I'm not going to be able to commit the time this 
life is going to need uh, me to commit to him to give him a proper, appropriate life, right? And I was like, well, that sucks. I'm not getting a fish yet. Um, but I was like, uh, what about, let me get a cat. I'm going to get a cat because I had cats growing up and whatever. And I'm telling you, it's it's awesome. They they kittens, you know, like up to like their first few years, they're playful. If you get, a, I've always had good cats growing up, so like my cat doesn't scratch shit. He plays fetch. He sleeps with me at night. He follows me around the house when I take my morning poops. Sorry guys, everybody does it. He sits on my lap. It's I call him my poop cat. Anybody else got a poop cat out there? It's awesome. He just sits there like he's talking to me. Like hey, what are you gonna do today? It's like, oh, I got to take care of these patients. He's like, yeah, all right, I'm going to sleep. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. And then, you know, and then I go and start my day. And then I come home. He's waiting. He rubs up against me. Sits. Just, just the whole sitting in your lap while you're just, he doesn't need constant like, can we go play? Can we go play? Can we got to go outside for a walk. Got to go do this. Got to. If he wants to play fetch, he'll bring me a ball. Otherwise, he just wants to chill. And I love that. I don't like the litter box part, but, you know. For, for the people out there with cats, anybody got a, uh, what do you call it, an automatic litter box? You know, one of the ones, do any of them actually work for, for, for cat people out there? Just out of curiosity. Uh, if it does, you should let me know. And, and once again, I know I haven't got anything specifically medical yet, uh, but do, do y'all, does anybody out there ever just go on cleaning rages? I've always enjoyed cleaning like in vacuum, I like seeing the lines, just like I like cutting grass, seeing those crisp lines, right? Uh, but I, I go on these rages sometimes. And it, okay, here's my question for people out there: If you have a a family of four, okay, do you think there is a maximum number of plates, cups, silverware, all that shit that somebody should have in the house? Other than like the stuff, if you're having a large gathering, if you're having like Thanksgiving dinner. So let's say you got enough to, you know, feed 15 people as a whole setting. Right. But that gets tucked away the rest of the year. You know, other than the two or three times a year, you would pull that out. Uh, it's just the four people. Right. Maybe every now and then you have some people over four people. What is the number of cups and dishes you think should be allowed in that house? I'm going to tell you, um, I, I, I have one, I mean, it's, it's me and my, my daughter. Okay. I, when I moved in, that was one thing. My mom, she has, I mean, I'll bet there's, I'll bet there's 30 plates in the plate side. I'll bet there's 40 cups. Uh, there, there's so many dishes and it's like, I, it drives me nuts. I try to organize it sometimes for there's, there's just stuff everywhere. Like, does anybody else think that I'm overreacting? I mean, don't you think like having an appropriate amount of plates and cups would make it easier to maintain cleanliness? It'd be uh, much more space, right? I'm telling you, that was the first thing I did. I was like, I am not, I think I, I, think I got a, four, a set of four. I was like, that's it. And that's even too much. I put the other stuff away. I had my stuff and then I had my daughter's stuff that was all pink and it was great. I'd open up the cabinet and it's like, it looked empty as shit, but I don't, I'm not feeding 60 people, right? It was, Oh, I need that. There it is. I loved it. Anybody else like that? Or is it, is it just, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me.
When I clean the bathroom, I also take the toilet seat all the way off of the toilet. Spray it down in the shower. Spray it clean all the way. All the way. Is that over the top? Maybe so. But guess what? My toilet seat's cleaner than yours. Right, and it is time for fails versus wins, where each episode I'm going to take three fails from the week or from the weeks and three losses. Um, it could either be a shitty story, it could be a fail, it could be a patient not doing anything I asked them to do and it led them to be back in the hospital, that could be a fail. Um, and then the stars or the winners are going to be the people or the stories uh, of victory, of people doing the good stuff, of doing the right thing and succeeding. Okay, so with that being said, for the very first edition, we're going to go ahead and start with the fails from this past week. Okay, (laughs) man, you are one pathetic loser. (laughs) Number one, I had, you know, when when I draw labs, there's two hospitals around here. Okay, and if the patient is a Medicare patient, I can take the lab work to either hospital. There are certain doctors out there that if I take the lab work to a a different hospital, they have to click to another screen on their computer to see the results. As opposed if I took it to the hospital I work with where it's in this same column, right? Some of these doctors get their panties, these men get their, their panties in such a bunch, um, that, that they call the, and they bitch and they complain. They haven't made it mandatory where I can't take it. So I'm like, Okay, well, click another button. I don't give a shit. If I literally, there are times it would be an extra 40 minutes to my day to have to drive across town to go drop these labs off because they don't want to click on another button. F no. Okay. So I I called this lady. uh, It was earlier this week and I was like, hey, you know, nurse man, Dan, coming to see you, coming to get uh, some labs today on your, on our husband. And she was like, um, you know, did, did you, uh, take the labs to, um, not the hospital that I work for. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I take them there all the time. And she was like, well, the doctor said he couldn't find them and he was all upset. And I was like, no, he can find them. It's just another screen. I was like, he just doesn't like it. And she was like, you know, actually we called the office this morning. Is there any uh, way that you cannot come back? Oh my God, bro. Oh, hell no, man. What the fuck, man? Get your ass on. And I was like blown away. Because I was very nice to them, very nice with them. Um, and I think the doctor probably made it sound like I fucked up. Even if it was literally, it's it'd be like if you had your internet open on your computer and you had a Word document down at the bottom, you know, and you were going tab to tab in the internet and you wanted to, you had to open the Word window. Like that's what he has to do and he's bitching about it. So anyways, um, I was kind of a smart ass. I was like, absolutely, no problem. And I hung up the phone before she could fucking say anything. Just just irritating. Like I'm very even even when y'all hear me bitching about healthcare or the job or certain patient situations, I've never, ever, ever, ever gone into a house openly aggressive or rude to anybody, especially in home health. This is where I'm the nicest, I think, and the the most truthful. Um 
But every now and then something like that'll happen. And I, 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 I was like, fuck, fuck her. I told the office to fuck her. Anyways. All right. So number two and three for the fails are kind of, uh, they're, they're grouped into the same, um, story. So two and three. So I had to go do a start of care on a lady who lived at an assisted living facility. Okay. I get there. It's like 1230. She's at the, in the dining room eating lunch. Okay. I walk in, I got my nurse stuff on. I sit down and I'm talking to her and I, I say, Hey, uh, is it okay if I start asking you some questions out here to which she responded? Yes, absolutely. So I'm like, all right, cool. And it's not like, Hey, can you take your tits out? I'm not asking her shit like that. I'm literally saying like, okay, what's going on? You know, uh, how tall are you? Uh, or, you know, your Medicaid, that kind of stuff. It's nothing. I'm not undressing her. I'm not doing any wound care. And out of nowhere, this, like, I guess it's the fucking manager of the facility. She comes over and she's like, um, who are you? And I'm like the nurse. And, uh, uh, she was like, you, you can't do this here. It's a HIPAA violation. And I'm like, she agreed to it. She said she wanted to, it's not a HIPAA violation. She wanted to do it here. I'm not forcing her. She said, you can't do that. I'm going to have to ask you to leave or stop doing that. So I was like, all right, whatever. So I'll, I'll wait. Right. So she left and I was like, geez, what the fuck ever. So, um, so she finished eating and we go back to her room, her husband's in the room. Right. And he's coming out of the bathroom at this time. And he's like, okay, I want to be here for the visit, but I'm hungry. I want to go get my lunch now. So I'm like, this is what they just said, man. I, w- I was trying to do this and they kicked me out. So we went back up there. Um, he was like, well, let's, we'll eat in this room across from the cafeteria so that we could do this stuff. They wouldn't let him eat there. And then we went into the dining room and I tried to sit down. I, all I literally did was sit down with him and his wife. I didn't have my computer open. I wasn't writing anything down. I was talking to them. And this bitch came by. She said, I think you've already been asked to leave once. So I got up and I fucking left. And I called my boss. And I was like, look, I didn't do anything wrong. They wanted to do it here. And these people stopped her care. They stopped me from doing my job because they thought they knew what they were saying. You know, how many times does a a doctor at a hospital walk out and talk to the family and there's people around? You know, if you're doing something intimate with a patient, yes, and private, but not everything has to be this HIPAA bullshit, especially in an assisted living facility where most people are 90. You think they got a bunch of spies sitting around me with their fucking hearing aids on trying to write down how tall this lady is while they piss their pants? No, it was just a shit show. They were all being bitches um, and it delayed the lady's care. And uh, it just goes to show you, you know, you get pieces of shit that work everywhere. And then, okay, so I had to go back the next day. Here comes the number three fail for this week. So I get back and she knew I was coming. I get there and like there's an aide with her saying, I think she needs to go to the bathroom. So I'm like, all right, do you need help? She's like, no, I got it. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to sit outside. So I'm sitting outside on a bench just kind of going through her chart. And I just hear, huh? And And the aide comes out. She's like, oh, I need your help. When I tell you, I spent the next 42 minutes literally, not, not literally covered, but surrounded by shit. That's what happened. I had to get this lady. She was shitting herself. It was running down her leg. I had to get this, like, I forgot what they call it. It's some kind of like 
four-wheel thing where it, it helps people that can't stand up. We can transfer them, right? So I was like, grab it out of the hall. I don't care. Let's just not make this worse. So we got her up. And when I finally like helped her stand up, that like force of her straining just caused more shit to fly out the back, right? So if we finally get her on there and I'm like, oh my God, there's such a mess here. And the aide is kind of like freaking out. There was shit all over her shoe. It was on her pants. Um, there was none on me that I know of. Uh, so I was like, there's such a mess here. And I was, I asked her, I was like, I don't know if you're going to be okay with this or not. But I mean, imagine you got an elderly obese woman sitting in a chair covered in shit pretty much from her stomach down. Uh, you think wiping that's clean? I said, no. I said, do you mind if we just, because they got big open like walk-in showers. Like, can I just wheel you into the shower and just spray you, hose you off? And she was like, I don't care. Oh, it was great. I just wheeled her ass right into the shower, got the water to the temperature she liked, and I just sprayed her down. It was awesome. It was like I was just like washing my car. Got in with the rag, some soap. Oh, feel better. Cleaned up. Changed the sheets. Um, and then I did the rest of the assessment with her. I finally got it done. After two days and a bunch of shit, I finally got that lady admitted to services. And it was fantastic. All right. So the three wins for this week. All right. Here we go. The far, I can't give names out, which is the sucky part. So I'll just say patient one. Uh, this man uh, has been through a significant amount of shit over the last year, I would say. He was independent. He had some issues growing up to where he's always had uh, weakness on one side, um, but he's been fairly independent. But they thought after what had happened to him recently that he was never going to get out of bed again. And I kept pushing him and saying, like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Yes, you absolutely can. Um, I just saw him again uh, discharge him, actually. Uh, he is actually no longer using a bedpan. Um, he's now wheeling himself to the bathroom, getting out of his wheelchair, using the toilet on his own. He's going outside. Uh, he's, he's staying more active during the day. He's, uh, he's doing his exercises and he's making the progress. I was stoked. I told him, I was like, man, when this fall comes, when it's not so damn hot outside, I told him, if you're back to walking, you call me. I'm going to come pick you up and we're just going to go for a walk. Because I was like, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I want for people. You think I want to see him again in six months sitting in the fucking bed when he didn't have to be? Absolutely not. Do a lot of people do that? Absolutely. Is he doing it? Absolutely not. And he had deficits prior to this. He's not bitching out. He said, fuck this. I'm going to get better. I'm not going to let this crush me. And he's doing it. And I'm very proud of him. So he's my number one uh, win for uh, for this episode. So number two, I've mentioned her before. I think I, if I didn't, I'm going to make her um, one of the wins for, for this week because it, it just deserves to be mentioned again. 86 years old, okay? diabetes, congestive heart failure, hypertension, high all this shit, right? I saw her about seven months ago, um, and I gave her the same spiel, you know? You got to get good, consistent, quality sleep. You got to stay active during the day. You can't eat like shit. That's all you got to do, right? And she took it to heart. I saw her, um, I can't remember how long ago it was. She lost 30 pounds, y'all. 
30 pounds. She's no longer on diabetic medications. She no longer has to check her blood sugars. You know, I mean, like that's at 86. So people out there, I can't do it. I can't do it. You can. You just don't have the discipline or the drive to want to do it. But this lady, instead of being offended by what I was telling her, she realized that I love her. I love all my patients and I want the absolute best for them. So maybe I did hurt her feelings. Maybe I did say, hey, you're really overweight and you could absolutely benefit from losing any of the weight you can. And she did. And the only reason I was seeing her again uh, was because she had a, uh, she, she tripped. She's 86. She tripped. She had a little skin knee. Sweet. I don't see that all day. You lost 30 pounds. You're moving. You're sleeping better. I fucking love it. So that lady, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm incredibly proud of her. She's probably one of my, my favorite success stories since I've been doing this job. So, um, miss, well, you know, if you listen to this, I think sometimes, um, I'm very proud of you and keep it up. Okay. Number three, this lady, you know, I was just, she kept saying, I just want to die. And I asked, I was like, are you religious? And she said, yes. And I said, then, then, then you should know. I always tell people this, if they say they believe in, in Jesus, I don't, I don't really care about the other stuff. I don't care about it, but you know, when, and they, they're nervous about death or they are nervous about a family member that might be dying soon. I don't get that. Uh, you know, maybe I used to, but you know, ever since my divorce, I got back into my faith more so than I have ever before. <clears throat> and I've just, it's opened my eyes. It's made me a much happier person, less, even though I seem angry sometimes, certain things I look at differently. And I just, uh, I'm not scared to die. Um, I'm not, I'm not nervous for family members of mine to die. It might be, I'm sure it'd be sad. But it's, they're hitting the lottery ticket. I absolutely believe that. You know? My dad, I think I've mentioned this before, my dad had a heart attack two years ago. And he had the, uh, oh God, what's it called? The, you know, it was 100% LDA uh, occlusion. I think it's like a 6% survival rate. And he survived it. And, you know, everybody was crying and upset. And I didn't shed a tear. And I think my family was like mad at me about that. I don't know if my dad was mad at me about that. But after everybody left, I stayed in the room with him and I said, I was like, dad, I was like, I mean, yeah, I would have missed you. But like, what would I be like if you truly believe if we truly believe and we know what is after this? I believe what is after is what is after is coming. Right. So it doesn't bother me. I'm ready for it. So why would I be sad when somebody's getting ready to go home or hitting the the lot? I mean. No more pain, no more suffering, absolute bliss and love forever. Why would I be sad anybody gets to leave here to go to that? I'm not. I'm excited for them. Now, the people that, you know, don't believe and didn't do their best to live the way he asked us to, those people should be worried because uh, it doesn't matter how much sunblock you wear down there. It's going to hurt and uh, it doesn't stop. Um, So anyways, I just told that lady, you know, you still have work to do here. I said, I know you're scared, but there's probably other people in similar situations here right now that you could help. And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, you could become their friend. You could get together with people and y'all could discuss it and y'all could be each other's companions. That's what we're supposed to do for each other is love and care for each other. 
And she was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, you can't, you know. Anyways, I told her that. No, she she still didn't go get lunch. Um, but as I was walking out, the the daughter was there. And she just, like, walked up to me. And she was crying. And I was like, what's wrong? And she was like, that was just, I don't know if she said power. I didn't think it was powerful. But she said it was. She was like, it was just, uh, she was like, I'm just, it was very nice to hear somebody talk about that in in a medical setting or in public. Um, she said it just, it, it moved her deeply and it made me tear up. Like I said, um, gave her a hug and, uh, and, uh, and I left. Uh, so that, that last win is a win for me, I guess, because that was very nice of her to say that to me. I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting choked up now thinking about, it. um, anyways, that is going to be it for today. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for all the returning listeners. Um, I'm still always waiting to hear any uh, healthcare workers out there, doctors, nurses, environmental staff, I don't care, nurse, aides, x-ray techs, anybody out there that wants to come share a story from the medical field, something they can't tell anybody else, but you can tell me. You can tell me, because I'll say it. I'll keep your name out of it, though. But I'll say it. People need to know what's going on behind closed doors in hospitals across this country, as well as hospital systems. Anyways, everyone out there, once again, thank you for listening. Uh, Please share the show. The only way it helps people is if we get the knowledge out there because nobody else is telling them, right? Um, Once again, have a great night. Thanks for joining. Eat well, be well, sleep well. God bless you.